0: By the way, it occurred to me that we don't really say who's who in the intro.
1: Is this because a certain Canadian podcast got, <laughs> no, got our film suggestions no. <laughs> the wrong way around? Is that why?
0: That brought it to mind.
1: I mean, I mean, chances are. It's easy to tell us that part because if it was a good film suggestion, it came from me.
0: Yeah, that's right. Let's go with that. On I'm, I'm the posh one, Rob's Rob's the sort of valley scum. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And it was It was so lovely. I, mean, I love the fact that, that something that's... I'm going to say we... But picked, me. But you, more specifically. Like, they saw it and really enjoyed it. Like, that's really cool. We introduced them to the Hi. films of Danny Boyle. We, the podcast, we... This is nothing without me. I've told you this before. I built this company... Do you know how much I've sacrificed?
1: Which actually brings me to... If I don't make a back, remember, you're the one who made me podcast. Are you going to
0: bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny! You are a sad, strange little man.
1: These down to it. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome, you're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This week is a Franchise Fatigue episode, in which we take a franchise and look at the high points, the low points and everything in between to sort the perfect purse of popcorn from the sad stuff bits at the bottom of the bucket. This week, the random popcorn maker of film topics has once again stomped out Jurassic World, which we will discuss with full spoilers from the outset. Yes. So this is part two of our World of Jurassic Park.
0: Yes. So...
1: So with that, last last time we covered Jurassic Park one through three. This time we are covering Jurassic Worlds one through three.
0: Yes, yes we are. Yeah, I only just got at time of recording. I only just got the other one done because we we talked a lot about Jurassic Park.
1: Yes, yeah, and
0: and its sequels. It was it was quite a hefty episode.
1: But well, we recorded this to give you a bit of behind the scenes insight into the way this worked this week. We recorded our Jurassic Park conversation on the Sunday. I've then watched a film every day this week. We're now recording this on the Thursday and I have been dreaming of escaping islands and dinosaurs and things and there was a (laughs) point I was in a meeting today and somebody knocks over a cap and I very nearly went, it's because you've got tiny arms like a t-rex.
0: Wow. Yeah. Good god it's affected your brain. It has. Well this is this is what happens when you mainline these things you need mental breathing room between films but i yeah i didn't do that either so i've been and i've been playing lego jurassic world i kind of want to be playing lego, lego jurassic world or the management one you said
1: or rereading the books i'm uh fully in at the moment until we have another franchise
0: i must admit i like i like getting excited about these things like batman it was all it was all batman for a mm. bit and and now now it, it i'm back to i'm back to Dinosaur enthusiasm, <laughs> and I don't know why I said it weird like that, but it, it's true. I'm, I'm I'm all I'm all Jurassic'd up at the moment. I'm I'm down with the Jurassicness.
1: So where we left on Jurassic Park three, which was I think released in two thousand and one, there was going to be Jurassic Park four, and in two thousand and one, it was going to come from idea between, from Spielberg to expand the mythology and maybe get off an, get off the island. In 2002, it was announced it would be the last in the series and would pretty much ignore Jurassic Park 3 and would be released in 2003, starring Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm. And it would have been about dinosaurs migrating to the mainland of Costa Rica and people trying to restrict the spread of dinosaurs, which is what the legacy characters would have been doing. And there would have been genetically engineered human dinosaur mercenaries and Keira Knightley would have been in it as well and it would have also had dinosaurs carrying weapons. In 2004, this was rewritten to centre around a mercenary sent by um, Hammond. I keep calling him Richard Hammond. Yeah. (laughs) To retrieve the canister that um, Nedry dropped in the first film and with the plan, Hammond's plan was to create infertile dinosaurs to take on and attack the dinosaurs that were spreading because of the events of the previous films. And there would have also been a subplot of people training dinosaurs to catch drug dealers and dinosaurs wearing body armors. All of these things sound like good films that look not necessarily good Jurassic Park films but I definitely watch a film about dinosaurs catching drug dealers, just not Jurassic Park. And then this all stalled. In 2010 it announced there'd be a new trilogy developed by Steven Spielberg and Joe Johnson and nothing happened. In 2011 somebody started work on a game called Jurassic World which would have had dinosaurs reaching the mainland but that was then cancelled and then in 2012 Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silva were hired and Jurassic World was started to be written and then Jurassic World was released in 2015 directed by Colin Trevorrow screenplay by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silva, Derek Connolly, and Colin Trevorrow starring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ty Simpkins, Nick Robinson, Homicide, B.D. Wong and Ifran Khan a new theme park built on the original site of Jurassic Park creates a genetically modified hybrid dinosaur, the Indominus rex, which escapes containment and goes on a killing spree.
0: Yep, that's pretty much it. Yep,
1: yeah, so that was just to bring us up today because I, I was quite interested in all the kind of the, the failed starts and the human-dinosaur hybrids, and this concept art's been circulating on that for, for, for a number of years.
0: You, if I remember correctly, aren't you a fan of the idea of dinosaur-human hybrids?
1: I like the idea. I think it's a nice, trashy B-movie. I... I don't think it would work in the concept of Jurassic Park, but I think I would, I would happily watch a film on dinosaur-human hybrids.
0: Oh yeah, I would as well, if you but, just, but
1: not a Jurassic just, Park film.
0: Yeah, keep it away from a Jurassic Park, you know. I've been listening to a lot. That's of not, the, That's not an euphemism. Um,
1: I've been listening to a lot of stuff about Mission Impossible and like a lot of interviews with Christopher McQuarrie, and he says really what you need for a Mission Impossible film to make it a Mission Impossible film, you need um, somebody delivering the mission and mask reveals, and that's pretty much it. And a bit and big stunts, but you can pretty much play around as long as you've got those few things, you can pretty much play around with whatever you like with it. But with I think Jurassic Park needs certain things, and I think Dinosaur and human hybrids is, is really kind of stretching the I guess the science is kind of based around a little too far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I think I think Macquarie's being a bit self deprecating there in in the fact that you know, you need more than that for a Mission Impossible movie. Yes, there are certain points. Key you tropes that hit, hit. I think. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But um,
1: <sighs> No, I'm no, sorry, not <coughs> yeah. saying that that's it's not saying that that's all you need, but those are the you need those key things for it to all,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, well those are those are the series hallmarks. I mean mm. if you didn't have a mask reveal at some point, people'd be like, Yo, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because obviously we've covered the, the Apes, the Caesar trilogy, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. And obviously, Rick Jeff and Amanda Silver wrote the first Jurassic World. Mm. They were hired on the strength of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, from what I understand. And this one is weird. Okay. Because um, cause I feel it kind of hates itself. And this is not. This isn't a new thing. People have been kind of saying that as well because it's got the, it's got the meta narrative, right? You know how I've I've talked about it before. The Avengers, uh, you know, or Avengers Assemble in this country. That movie was, you know, the 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 plots was actually about getting the Avengers together and whether the the team of the Avengers could work together yeah. and could work as a concept. And the movie was also about putting the Avengers together and trying to make the Avengers work as a concept. Yes. They, it was, there, was a, there was a bit of mess narrative there. Well, obviously this has got like more of a kind of thing, like people have seen the Jurassic Park movies. Yes. And they're perhaps a little bored with normal dinosaurs, which I would argue against, but, you know, whatever. I think that's a deeply cynical view.
1: I, I take but, it to be that they're bored with... Use the meta narrative of film in general, of the kind of the blockbustery films in general. It's not just dinosaurs,
0: but there is. I, See, I, I sorry, you you carry on. Well, no, 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 no. Please continue, because uh, obviously, I can't have I can't have your opinions written down in my notebook. So, so you know, I can I can always go back to it. So, carry on. I mean, we talked about these. These. Oh, uh, you're not that
1: keen on this film, are you? No, I really don't like it. Okay. I really like it. Oh, okay. I find it really fun. I find it charming. No, it's not Jurassic Park. But then The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 were weren't Jurassic Park. I think we kind of have a... To kind of go back to our Men in Black episode, that Men in Black was kind of a flash in the pan and everything else was then trying to recapture the magic of Men in Black and none of the sequels do. The third one is mm. decent, but it's not a Men in Black film. Yeah. And then 2 and 4, 4 in particular, is awful. Jurassic Park was a flash in the pan, and I think people have kind of forgotten about The Lost World, and certainly three. So I think Jurassic World, it, it, it does cover, and one of the criticisms is it covers the same beats of Jurassic Park. I, I don't think it does. I, I like seeing a fully functioning park. I like the fact that this, it's obviously been running a few years, and that it's, it's not it on launch day, this is it, people... Have, you know, Disney's always opening new rides, Universal's always opening new rides to keep people entertained. I kind of think that it, it I don't think it's unrealistic to, to suggest that, that people will be getting fed up with it, so that people will be, you know, that they need to launch new things to keep people coming to the island because there's so much other stuff to be interested
0: in. Um, no, me, me neither. I think I think that concept. That's all fine. I think I think the, the the film's view almost of itself in the fact that we have to up it by making something bigger and scarier and more teeth or cooler, <laughs> as they say in the film as well, is kind of. Uh, I just I don't agree with that as a thing. But I I. I I admit that the spectacle of seeing a fully functional dinosaur park yeah. in the vein of something like Universal Studios or Disneyland or something is awesome. Like it there's no there's no question and I always I always thought that that was a missed opportunity in Jurassic Park. I mean obviously I understood what they were going for with Jurassic Park the fact that it couldn't open but like yeah. The fact is, you've got a lot of of squishy bystanders. If you've got a functioning yeah, park, you've got a lot of visitors. This one's or, got the highest or, death count of all the film of all the Jurassic Park films. Exactly. So you've got a lot of kind of potential for dino carnage there. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, sign me the fuck up. But I think that there are th- there are things to it, which you know, like, and I'm not made of stone. You know, kind of like. Seeing seeing the sort of monorail go into the thing when, when the kid from Iron Man three Ty uh, opens that's the one. Um, opens the sort of the hotel kind of balcony thing and it's onto the thing and you got the John Williams score. Mm. It's awesome. You know, it, it it does it does give you that sort of that kind of like, oh, I fucking love Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, there's just something there's something so inherently cool about it. And, and and I think it, it gets, it, it hits us kind of ironically in our lizard brains in the fact that, you know, it's like we would all love to go to a dinosaur park and see actual dinosaurs. Yeah. I, having having a, a niece and everything and, and you know, going on days out to just places where they have fiberglass dinosaurs, That's that shit is exciting enough. Actual, factual dinosaurs? You know, I'd love that if it was safe. If not, you know. I'd get her to wear some goggles as we went past the Dilophosaurus <laughs> head, But, you know, but so I, yes, while th- this is why it's a weird one to me because there are things about it that I like and I think ideas that are clever, but I don't think it has any soul. I think it's pretty soulless. Okay. And, and the, the, the thing, the thing that keeps coming back to me about it is. The, the constant reverence for Jurassic Park, the first film. And and I yeah. I understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, why and everything, but then you got Jake Johnson in the tutorial and he's wearing an original Jurassic Park t shirt and she was like, yeah. You shouldn't be wearing that, you know, that's don't you think that's that's uh inappropriate and he said, you know, it was hundred and fifty dollars or something on eBay and all that.
1: 500 of think I,
0: is, isn't it? It's, it's a lot yeah. of money for something you could... For yeah. something they could have explored the island a little bit more and
1: found. <laughs> well, no, because she says people died, and he goes, yeah, but the park was, that original park yes, was legit. Yes, and
0: that's, that's what I mean. The constant kind of, like, I can understand someone who works at a Dinosaur Park would, would um, admire something that was tried to... But it was kind of known as a tragedy. It feels like it's more saying, we know the first film's legit, give us a chance. and. I I don't
1: know I don't know it 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 I don't mind I I, I see what you're saying but I I don't mind all that like Chris Pratt's first line of this is um, Brady's eyes on me which is you, apparently him saying you know I'm the character now I don't mind I don't mind all the nods I don't think there's too many I I think it is its own thing because you know it's the the park is opening the park
0: is functioning. I don't think it is the same thing, though, because it has so many... um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's part of the Jurassic Park franchise, so obviously it's going to have hallmarks and it's going to have the theme and everything. But, you know, the constant kind of things, like when they're they're in the the sort of information centre bit and Mr DNA pops up and you've got... Just Mm. all those things. There's constant fucking references to the first film.
1: But isn't that true of all all legacy sequels?
0: This is kind of... but But... when, when the film is working its magic on me, I don't mind that. But when, when mm. the film, I feel, is keeping me at arm's length, then those become annoying because it's reminding me of the previous better film. And mm. I, think, I think that's the thing. And, and, and the weird thing for me with this film is that even the opening kind of just rising up the wrong way a little bit because it's like, I don't know why we have the raptor egg hatching with the Jurassic World thing, when you have the bird fake out, I like the bird fake out. I do as well, but it would have been stronger without the fucking raptor egg hatching. Just, with, but do okay. you think it's and they're just. They're just weird I things like genuinely
1: that. hadn't really given him. I hadn't really given him much thought. I like the bird thing.
0: It's a good. It's a good way of you know. Obviously, it's fake out. It's a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's also it's also acknowledging that you know birds are direct descendants of dinosaurs. Is it not saying that this is where they were with the the raptors hatching out of
1: eggs and now you've got birds hatching out of eggs? No.
0: No, it's just showing a raptor hatching out of an egg. Okay. If it had birds hatching out of eggs, then I'd understand. But, anyway. So, okay, well, before I shit all over it, and fair warning, I probably am going to, I don't want to crush your optimism for this movie, so... You have hmm. three sentences to say, well, this one's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, man. Because I, I I, really want to like this film. I want to like this film, but I just... I've tried and tried and I can't.
1: Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no, because, you know, as we said last time, we did kind of do an episode on this way back when that, ne- that never made it to yeah release, I guess. And, yeah, you, you didn't like it then. I... I I don't know, I enjoy it. It gets me in you know, the right places. I don't mind all the, the sort of the callbacks and the nods. I, I like the Jake Johnson thing in the t shirt. I think it's funny, I think he's a good character in it. He's a nice kind of mild comic relief. I like Owen Brady, but then I like Chris Pratt anyway. Um I know he seems to get a lot of backlash at the moment simply because he's popular and religious, which I don't quite get. But again, I, who knows. Although if there is any massive scandal, obviously this is recorded before a massive scandal. I don't know if there is a scandal, you know. Just in case. <laughs> Apparently there's an extra on one of the on season two of Parks and Recreation, which was like two thousand and nine, where he is doing a behind the scenes tour and then gets a text on his phone and says, Oh, it's from Spielberg, he's offered me the part in Jurassic yeah. Park four and that was like six years before know, it was released. Which is nice, it, Not it like is that. very cool. I think it is different, you know, he's a different He's more of an action hero than, um, than Alan Grant was in the first film. He's not a dinosaur expert. He's, around the time of being released, it was kind of equated that you do have people who kind of live with or live near lions and kind of can interact with them on a way that you or I couldn't. And that's kind of where the whole his thing with the raptors is. Well, what is his character arc? Uh, What's
0: Owen Grady's character arc?
1: In the beginning, he's training raptors. On the end, he's riding a bike with raptors. <laughs> he doesn't. He of, of the you know. He and Bryce Dallas Howard's Claire. She has slightly more of a character. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I know. Um, I know because it's you. You didn't say it, but I thought you said Bryce Dallas Howard, and I was like, dude, don't start that.
1: I definitely said Bryce. Yeah, no, yeah. No,
0: That's what I said, maybe Bryce. maybe I'm just hearing what I want to hear. Who knows? Well, like Ellie Sadler saying, "I love Ben." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 when I was editing that episode, I was just like, "I could just snip this out. No one need know." <laughs> but you know, whatever, it's out there now.
1: I I, I would admit he does he doesn't have the, the he's sort of the biggest character arc in in this film, possibly even <laughs> over the whole trilogy. He's just,
0: an archetype. Um, <laughs> he's just a manly man archetype, which is yeah, fine yeah. in a way, but then. It's just like I don't, I don't kind of get what kind of growth he he doesn't he doesn't seem to be a thing. Here's here's my problem. I I, I you yeah. know you can shut up now because you said over three sentences. I was counting that his whole thing he doesn't change. And while there are certain films that you know characters don't have character arcs, and in fact that's sometimes yeah. the point. I feel that he should grow as a character at least a little bit, but he doesn't. What the Claire's um, character arc is coming around to the idea that Owen Grady is awesome.
1: No, and not being interested in her nephews and by the end caring for her oh. nephews. And caring for the dinosaurs, because she initially calls them assets and by the end she is concerned for them.
0: There is that. There is that. And and I, she is she so is uh, people, I think... family orientated, whereas before, you yeah. know, she was the sort of spinster businesswoman, you know, kind of just yes. like whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. eschewing family and and seeing seeing her nephews as something to be pawned off on an assistant and and whatever. And and you know, so there is that. And you know, some people said that her dynamic with Owen is sexist. And I, I get it to a certain extent. I do I do understand that when you're playing around with these archetypes and when you're kind of doing these things, a woman going from a being career minded to suddenly Kind of feeling that oh wait I could have a family and this guy seems like a good start of that family. I can yeah, yeah. I can see why that's thinking. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. Grant had the same kind of arc in the first Jurassic Park. His yes. Jurassic arc was similar, but it, it's but when when it's a woman, it it does again. You, you sort of it comes with all that all that fucking baggage the the historical portrayal of women in films and you know only only being kind of like portrayed as fit for the family kind of thing you know that the old crap we don't need to break it over again we we all know it Hmm. you know yeah yeah. there is that but it's just i don't have an in to Owen. i don't i don't understand like other than him being sort of like capable and a bit of an action hero, I don't understand like hmm. why should I like him?
1: I mean, there's there's the opening scene where he's, I guess, almost sacrificing himself to save the guy who falls into that. the cage.
0: There is that. There is that. Yeah. And I don't. I you know I really didn't like the the sort of controlling the raptors thing as, as a as a thing. But I think I think they play it fairly okay. You know, you've seen. I mean, there's there's. Terrifying documentaries like Grizzly Man and shit like that, as you said, with mm. you know, with with like having that sort of tenuous bond with animals and and whatever. And you can understand that maybe from you know uh, from from birth you're kind of there and it imprints on you and whatever. I mean, he's doing the Hammond yeah. thing. What Hammond thought he was doing in, in the first Jurassic Park.
1: No, I don't think so. Well, no,
0: Hammond Hammond thought, you know, because he insists on being there where they're born, so they imprint on the first thing, but like so he's doing He's doing what Hammond thought he was doing.
1: Oh, oh sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant that he. I thought you meant that he is, is as misguided as no, Hammond. No, no, no. He, he.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, has the you know is respectful and wary of the Raptors as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he knows he knows that, that the uh, the sort of weird respect mutual respect thing is is tenuous. And he knows that yes. it can go wrong yeah, yeah. at any time. And you know, it's it's cool that the, the actual. I mean, you know, you look at the effects now compared to back then, and, and you just just not limited by anything, are you? When it comes. No, to... No, but then you know, I think the fact that it's, there's so few practical models, I think doesn't
1: help in this. I think there's you know less animatronics in this than than I think any of the other films, including the ones that come after. Mm. And I think that kind of does stop it feeling quite tangible. It does because because it, it's not puppetry. Yeah, I like lo- I like the design of the gyroscopes. Those big you know, I do
0: as well. I, of, say the I I, I I think they're called. Cool. See, there are so many aesthetic things that I like about Jurassic World. I love this kind of thing. You know, I went to fucking Sea World in in Orlando before mm. the whole Blackfish thing, and you know, and I I I saw one of those kind of shows where where you know they come out of the water and you get and you're in the splash zone and everything and seeing it with a mosasaur like that's amazing you know it's, you would you would imagine being incredibly blown away by all that and it it's cool and i love the the the, the fact that the the whole seating area sinks down as well so you can see yes, yeah. you can see the tank
1: spielberg's idea apparently
0: yeah well people should listen to him <laughs> he's got good ideas yeah, mostly yeah.
1: I like the build-up of the, of the Indominus Rex as well that you kind of because we said about with Jurassic Park 3 about how quickly you see the dinosaurs and this one it's I think you're a good 40 minutes or so in before you start seeing them properly the dinosaurs mm. and I like that the, the Indominus Rex has this kind of build-up like, like it's a villain in a film and you sort of see the scratches on the walls and you sort of yeah no I think the reveal of that's quite good
0: I as well, but then also it's a dinosaur with superpowers I can't fucking I can't my, I don't know. My disbelief will not stretch that far. I, I understand oh. they've got justification for, oh, we used a cuttlefish and we used a kind of thing, and it's very smart. But the fact that it lures people, it wanted people to think that it climbed out and then was hiding, being all invisible, and can also also mm. knows about the thermal cameras to turn to make its blood run cold. It hurts my brain, dude. It. it
1: I I I don't know because I, I I find the, yeah I I do I do hear what you're saying but, for me I don't mind because you know the, there's a bit where Henry Wu says that you, you know we put it with, the DNA of a cuttlefish and this and that and that so you you can't have the kind of the qualities you want without the without the um, I guess the, the side effects or the benefits of you, you know things not working like you expect so almost everything is kind of explained away as genetics, <laughs> and I don't mind that because it kind of fits
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I like it when they go to the original building and they've got the the sort of the Jeeps, and apparently they're meant to be the jeeps. one is the one that the boys fix is the one that uh, Ian Malcolm's in, and the one that uh, Claire and Owen hide
0: behind is the one that Alan and Ellie are in in the first film. Okay Yeah, I mean it has it, it, you can't move for references, especially that whole bit where they end up on the in the original sort of visitor center. And you got the banner of when dinosaurs yeah, will exactly. do Yeah, and...
1: I don't know, I, 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 I like all that. In some ways, I do find this, like, it has, uh, uh, 20, yeah, it is, this came out the same year as um, The Force Awakens and had several others, you know, a criticism of this and that film is that it is a retreading of the original film. Mm. I think this, to a lesser extent, than Force Awakens, but... A defense of the Force Awakens at the time, and I think can be a defense of this, is that you almost need it to kind of re rehash certain elements to be able to bring it bring it
0: into a new you know a new era, a new generation. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, people people get mad when they don't get the thing that they expected. I mean, we know this because of the mm. Last Jedi. I think that see, it's funny because because of my kind of more negative outlook on this film like yes those little references and those those kind of like beats and 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 kind of like homages to the first film and and whatever they annoy me but they're they're little delights for you because yeah you're enjoying the movie and 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 that's it that's that's fan service isn't it that's that's what it is you it's it's yeah.
1: I'm aware it's fan serves. I'm aware whenever they play the John Williams theme. Like with Rise of Skywalker, I like the bit where they have the, the Star Wars theme yeah. and all the ships come back at the end. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I am aware it's the music playing on me and stuff. I don't know, um, Weirdly, when I re—not that we've done the Star Wars films yet—but when I rewatch *Force Awakens*, I I can see the sort of the criticism people have of it, of it being a remake. of the- New Hope more and more each time I see mm-hmm. it. Whereas this, you know, I've heard your your criticisms over the over the years and other people's, but I still really enjoy it. I just I find it fun. I find it. It's not Jurassic Park. I will admit it's not Jurassic Park, but I don't think it's ever going to be. I think in some ways that's what the genetics is saying—that you can't get back to that sense of wonder. Like I said, with I kept watching the first Jurassic Park film. Mm. And the, what are they looking at? What are they are looking at? Why won't they show us? And that kind of anticipation. Yeah. You don't have that with this film. No. no. And, and I don't think you're ever going to because it is a CG film in a sea of CG films. And that's why you need to have more teeth than make it cooler because to make it stand out from the crowd. Do
0: you have to give it bullshit superpowers, though? It was one step away from having fucking laser eyes, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the next yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I... I... I, lo-
1: I like the bit with the animal containment unit and the heartbeats... Sort of disappearing and stuff, and but
0: that's just I can never quite just ripped off from aliens.
1: That's in many films, though, isn't it? That's like, a that's a that is a trope. They're all
0: rip- ripping off aliens.
1: But when is it homage and when is it a rip off Well,
0: I don't like it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, I think a lot of the things are from aliens. The fact that fucking Vincent D'Onofrio's character is just like Burt from aliens, and the fact that he wants to weaponize the creatures.
1: I don't get I don't get InGen as a company. Because on on one hand it's we got to protect the asset you know it's it's worth millions of dollars it's this it's that on the other hand they're happy to kill them whenever they you know whenever they want yeah. to.
0: Vincent D'Onofrio is completely wasted in this. Like he's always on like just just listening to him, and obviously he does villainous dialogue like nobody's business. He's awesome, but like in the moment to moment thing, but it doesn't actually make any fucking sense, and while he while he wants to use the Raptors as weapons and everything and then then that whole thing it it's it's things kind of like that, that that kind of tip you know, kind of then then I'm just like, well they're just ripping off aliens at that point. Because it there are there are quite a few things. His whole character seems to be ripped from aliens. Because that's that's the that's the thing that happens you know, Wayland Gitani come in and they say, "Well, we can do something with these, with these xenomorphs." and just like, "No, they've mm-hmm. proven time and time again that you can't. That no, you can't." And so, so you know, that that feels kind of lazy, to be honest.
1: I don't know. I just think it's a it's a it's a trope of a big evil corporation. It's not the first film. It's not the last. To 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 you know, want to have something. An evil corporation have something that they don't fully understand, and
0: you know, no, this time we we'll get it fine. right. And, and you can you can do that. I mean, shit, dude, the fucking Resident Evil games. You have got the Umbrella Corporation, and they've mm, done yeah, so yeah, many yeah. nefarious things over the years, and and whatever. Like it's it's just you know it can't. That's fine, but I think just pretty much transplanting it from another better movie doesn't work. This this actually does feel like a, a sort of genetic hybrid from. A lot of other different things. I think that ordinarily, like just just the very concept w- would I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, yes, as you said, lots of other films have these things. It won't be the f- it isn't the first, <laughs> and it won't be the last. But that doesn't give it a pass. And and it sucks that that is our villain. That's that's the vi- just just oh, I want to take the dinosaurs and weaponize them, use them in warfare like i fully I fully believe that there would be people like that. I fully believe that there would be people who just purely see the the sort of weaponization of these things as soon as there's a big scientific kind of discovery or it's like how do we harness this and and make us the superior military power. I absolutely believe that one hundred percent but i'm not I'm not compelled by this in this film because it's it's kind of rather sloppily handled, I think. And and he is just he is just kind of again an archetype. It's just like okay, we need a bad guy. Okay, so we've got bad you know bad military guy number one seven eight. Let's put him in there. You know with Chris Pratt, it's it's uh, we've got action hero number five two five. You know it, it's just I understand that why these archetypes are in there to make the story work. I just wish that they'd actually put some like meat on the bones. You know. I think that's probably my point because you can dress that up and hide that fact because then then it becomes you know it, it, you know we know that, that film is an illusion you know it, it's and, mm. and as soon yeah, as yeah, things yeah. don't stop as soon as things kind of stop working for you you start to see the machinations you start to see the yes. kind of thing oh, behind yeah. it and and so unfortunately that's what happens to me with this film mm. is that yeah, I yeah, see yeah, yeah. I see the kind of less than original plot. Contrivances, the, the kind of the, the archetypes bumping into each other rather than actual characters. I, as I said, having, not having a read on Owen Grady is, is kind of is all right because I guess the kids are our main characters. Claire yeah. maybe as well. I mean Claire pretty much is I suppose, but like're you know the kids are our way in. and but the kids don't have characters either. they're given things to do. But, like, you know, obviously the, the scene that always gets well, I mean, brought the younger, the, up the, is the, the divorce yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say, the younger one is... And I
1: think I think that's done really well. And and also, the, like, with the parents, like, a, a Judy Greer and... I want to say it's the guy from Modern Family, but it at isn't. the beginning where um he isn't. No, it looks mm. like a little bit. You know, as soon as they say goodbye at the airport, I guess, um, that you can tell that, although the kids don't realise, they're not... Yeah, they putting up a front and for the when, kids and and, yeah. and And when she's and when she's on the phone to when she degrees on the phone to uh, to Claire, she's in a lawyer's meeting about it. Mm. And the, obviously the, the you know, the younger kid is observant and has and has worked it out and and sort of you know, is is clearly scared throughout it and you've kind of got the older brother in sometimes a bit like when he's with a Moses or is he's, he's trying to be sort of as you know sarcastic and, and aloof, and you know as all teenagers are, but there are elements. At times when he sees dinosaurs that he can't help but be kind of wild by it, but yeah in the most sort it with, with the water, and that when he can see his brother does need you know a, sort of an armor on the shoulder and stuff, and when he's saying that he's stronger than him and stuff, so his character arc is to stop being so mean to his brother, which is nice
0: yeah i I get that and um, but i I think the the idea yeah the idea was that he was he was starting to pull away from the family because he's, he's getting to yeah. 18 and then he's going to leave and then, and then the younger brother was like, we well, are you going to leave me alone because you know, parents yeah. are divorcing? I, I, I do understand that. But it doesn't feel properly woven in to the whole thing to me. It, it's, as I said, it just feels inorganic. It's, it's all these things that sort of like, it's like oil floating on water. They're still there, but it's not mixed in. And but then arguably, that was, that was true of Lex and Tim in the first one because what's their plot?
1: They're just there to scream, be chased by dinosaurs.
0: Well, I mean,
1: they're only there to serve they, um, Alan's yeah, story. Uh,
0: yes, but they weren't our way into the story. Grant and, and Sattler Satler were our way into the story. The kids were just, okay. were just, yes, they were there to facilitate the sort of the arc of Alan Grant, but it, but they weren't our way in. If if we'd started at their house, and they get, you know, the presents and the invitation from their grandpa to go to the opening of Jurassic Park, and then we followed them throughout mm. the thing, then I would expect an arc, but they are secondary characters. As I said, they're not our way in. They're not our point of view characters. Yeah. Like Zach, for instance, the the eldest one, so he he's, he's a mm. bit of a mechanic, because obviously he fixes up the jeep, but like, what's, other than being a teenager, which I guess is is kind of enough but like cause at, at the beginning of the Mosasaurus thing he's looking at a picture of his girlfriend on his phone because yeah. because he has the whole thing where his parents mock him because it's just like you know he's like saying goodbye to her and, and they said you're not going to war you'll be fine but then he's constantly yeah, yeah. kind of like got his head on a swill for other girls
1: but that was always at the, but, the, but that was established at the beginning when she says I love you and he says see you later
0: Like, so he's clearly not, into her, not as into her as she is to him Okay, well, I didn't get that read. By the way, I looked up in our last thing we talked about the relationship status of Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler and yep. Taylor Leone and Ben. Yeah, 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 we were both right. Sattler and Grant are okay. in a relationship uh, thing, and then yeah, that's awesome. they are. I'm sorry, dude. And and then yes, it was her boyfriend, but she was saying friend like a like because he was like a almost like a surrogate father to the kid. As, yeah. you know that's yeah, why yeah. They, they, he was trying to get the kid to like him and everything. So yes, it was her boyfriend. you know, who knows about this one Maybe maybe do you know what seems to be a strange kind of thing just with films where they have junior novelizations? There tends to be extra plot stuff in the junior novelizations where it kind of fleshes <laughs> out things because it's cut at running time or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's actually like some extra bits in the Jurassic World novelization.
1: Apparently not much was cut out of the film, or nothing was cut out of this film.
0: Well, I mean, they could have cut all the boring parts. I think it takes along really nicely.
1: <laughs> I, I really do. What else? we got the first female death in the franchise.
0: Is it the first female death? Jesus. Yeah.
1: Or, or definitely first credited or first named.
0: Yeah, Zara. Yeah. Uh, Morgana from Merlin. Yeah. Yes, that that is an odd one because I, I and you know on the last time this has become kind of infamous now. We we even said in the last part about that being the infamous death in the series. Now, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, she wanted. So I remember she it. she wanted more. Yes, food, and so yes,
1: she wanted the really horrific death, and it's it, it's her being thrown. It's not like a stunt person. It's it's her being sort of thrown around. So watching with that in mind, I was like, okay, so you know, if she asked, yes, you yeah, know, um, if she requested a Violent, over-the-top, memorable death. She definitely got it. And I was listening to Colin Trevorrow being interviewed for all three of these films, actually. Sort of set years apart. And just after this one came out, and it was Empire, so the, so the, the people raising it in the interview were saying, you know, it's not what you expect because it doesn't feel earned. And he says, well, we're trying to subvert because... Nobody, does anybody really deserve to die. And maybe, you know, if you watch a film thinking, "Well, oh, the bad person's going to die in the most horrific death, then it's surprising when somebody who's a good person or, you know, there was nothing particularly wrong with her, she was a bit of a bridezilla. So it's surprising. And that's why she, and it is, it, 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 it is surprising. It does feel over the top. It really does stick with you because it feels, although I think in my mind I've remembered it as much more graphic than it actually is watching it this time around.
0: I remember it going on for a, for a while and, and then watching it yeah. again. I think it's just because, you know, there's a lot. She's hoisted up into the air,
1: she's yes. dropped,
0: she's picked up by another one. Yeah. Then she's dunked in the water numerous times and then... then... Well,
1: you think that the Motosaurus is going to come along yeah. then, but
0: then the uh, the Trondons come back down and
1: grab her. And, and then listening to him being interviewed around the time of Fallen Kingdom, he said that... In Fallen Kingdom, there's no unearned deaths. He said we've learned from that, and again later on was being interviewed for Dominion as well. I think the backlash that was so strong that you know people, you almost do need the, the the sort of the moral earned
0: and unearned deaths. I think. Well, yes and no. It's it's fine having like there's there's like Masrani, for instance. I liked it. I, I did as well, and I I quite like the fact that he's inspired by John Hammond, but again. Sort of mm. learning the wrong lessons, but you know, he I like the fact that he respects the sort of like spirit of the wishes of John mm. Hammond and, and everything. Like yes. and, and the fact that he, he is a bit more sort of take charge and a bit, you know, eccentric, as you'd expect someone who's that rich would be. But like the helicopter passenger who gets speared in the chest by the pteranodon beak, like through the windscreen, and also the guy who who gets Tipped out of the helicopter, and then he's just then he's just kind of taken away by one of the flying beasties. Yeah, those are fine. I I think the trouble is is that Zara, while we don't get a real read on her as a as a character, like you know it's been said now, even even knowing that she's she's a bit of a bridezilla and she's trying to get everything kind of organised by the phone and ignoring the kids, she's still a named character that that appears in quite a lot of things so when you have that sort of death it's it i don't think it comes down to morals i think it just comes down to sort of like she's not kind of anonymous enough to be a bystander so you can get some kind of perverse pleasure from from them having nasty death but then she's not a bad guy getting their just desserts she's in between which i think is the thing that rankles the whole thing
1: yeah, but that's what he meant at the time, that it was surprising, and then he did say that he learned from it for the future films.
0: Yeah, but but that's the thing, the, those those are all like promo circuit type things though, like you don't actually, you know, they're always there to promote the kind of, you, I mean, plenty of directors will, will say at the time, oh well we 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 decided to do something new with this whole thing, and then when it comes time to promote the sequel they're just like, well, we've learned from our mistakes, because they'll just fucking say anything. Again. Yeah, but, probably, but there probably is an element of that, though, because there isn't an unknown death in the subsequent films and on like that at all. No, 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 no there isn't. And, but it's, it's weird that that sort of memorable kind of thing, it sort of galvanised a lot of things about... And I, I, have to, I have to believe that it's because it is kind of like maybe a hint of something that's a bit darker, a bit edgier, to the movie, because the, the people that we've got like dying before. I mean, the the Indominus Rex is so big; it just it just munches people or stomps on people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's always the, the nameless ones, and they kind of you know don't really matter. Mm. Yeah, you know, in, in, in a sense. But you say it's a named character, and, and, and that, and all some that there's been a bit of a focus on. Um, I think if it had happened to uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, Hoskins. Yeah, I um, think his name's Hoskins. It wouldn't have had... It would have been a memorable death, certainly, but I don't think it would have had the kind
0: of the backlash it did because that no, would have been, not. been earned. Well, the, the thing the thing for, for me, other than him getting his hand bitten, is hmm. that they cut away when he gets munched on by the Valserat. Yeah, whereas yeah. whereas with Zara, we've got her entire death in glorious Technicolor in fucking 3D as well, yeah. <laughs> if you see, if yeah, saw yeah. that in cinemas, You know, like, it, its it's a weird it's a weird kind of thing of focus. I mean, obviously that is the thing that people talk about that. And the fact that it has become the series infamous death and everything like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but I have to, as I said, I have to believe it's because it, it hits that sort of middle ground where it's not anonymous enough to be fun, like shooting zombies. Cause everyone loves shooting zombies mm. because again, you can disassociate them from being people. They look like people, but they squish like zombies. And then you don't have the sort of, oh, I'm a bad guy. And, Wait a minute. Oh no, my just desserts. You, you you have the middle thing, and I think that's what makes it so kind of because it is a chilling death. It really is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 horrible. It's an ordeal. I mean, even if she if she did survive that, that she'd be in therapy for the rest of her life. That's that's some trauma right there. It's an odd one because as I said, I see these elements working and there are certain things I really like. I think most of the effects are top-notch, like really good stuff. And and they, they do a good job of kind of recreating some of that wonder, some of that kind of like, you know, seeing these these animals in their kind of like when they're going around the gyrosphere and they, they see the kind of ankylosaurus and things like that. I It's cool. It, it, that is cool.
1: Michael Giacchino did the music, so we will we'll return to the um, feature, which now has the name of Michael Chiquino. Oh no, what a great pun!
0: Oh fuck!
1: I oh, knew nothing.
0: Uh, no, no, sorry. Indo- sorry,
1: can I? Indominus Rex, but Rex is in W R E C K S. Gyrosphere influence. Uh, Raptor your heart out. Growl and makeup. Nine to survival job.
0: He's in that case. I like him. I do too, but I will say I don't like this score, either. Well, apart from the bit when it's uh, John Williams. Apart from the bit where it's the Jurassic Park theme. Gaz Khan became famous
1: because of this. Do you know the comedian Gaz Khan? Uh, uh, star of Man, Man Like Mo'Bean. He's in oh, okay. uh, Flag Means Death. Yeah, I, yeah, and I didn't. A, few th- a few things. Because at the beginning of the film, um, I guess treading lightly, there's, I think a dinosaur's called the Pachasaurus or something, and they short
0: and they shorten it. Yeah, it's a pachy. Yeah, to,
1: that, yeah, and so when he, because I think I don't think he'd done much comedy, but he went to see it in the in the cinema, and then so he then recorded himself pretending to or t- trying to because they repeatedly say, the 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 packies are out of containment and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And so he. Did did a a sort of a video that went viral of trying to uh, trying to boycott Jurassic World because because his racial overtones? Overtones.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I must admit, I that did. Yes, I I I did notice that the shortening of that dinosaur's name was a little problematic. But then you Mm. know, context is fine.
1: It's funny. This is probably the funniest one so far. I like the Jet Johnson character when he. You've got the kind of the trope of him and the him in the control room and the girl, and he goes to kiss her and she goes, "I've got a boyfriend."
0: Yeah, which I, quite like. I guess, but but that's the thing. I think because we we haven't we haven't even talked about my favorite bit, and when I say favorite, I mean the worst bit of the film, the big old Dino Smackdown at the end.
1: Right, I think but it knocks over, over the Spinosaurus I know, skeleton. I
0: know, that, that, is a, that is actually a neat little reference. But I think my problem with this film in general is the Indominus Rex. You don't have a heart? No, I do have a heart, that's the thing. <laughs> and I want it to be filled with dino joy and this film delivers none of it. That's the thing, man. My heart is empty from this movie. The trouble with this is that I think it goes too far with the sort of good dinosaurs, bad dinosaurs type thing.
1: Well, I mean, the the the, the Raptors have had a redemption
0: arc. Uh, yeah, well, that's ridiculous in itself. But like, the, the more or less ridiculous than it
1: talking in the third film.
0: About as ridiculous. But then the third film wasn't good either. No. I and while I liked some of the increased intelligence type things, it's just like you are pushing it too far now. And I'm looking forward to our ranking at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that when you have a whole thing where the Indominus Rex is portrayed as almost a serial killer because it's just killing for sports and it kills a nice one. It kills is it the... killing
1: for sport, or is it killing because it's trying to find its it establishes place in the food chain, which is what they
0: also well, that's about. that's that's what they say, but then but Owen says later that it's killing for sport because it just seems it's to find your place in the food chain is, is like, isn't that something you naturally learn? I don't know. But that's
1: what I'm saying, it's growing up in captivity, you can't naturally
0: learn learn anything. The point being is that they, they talk about it like it's got that sort of will to just kill and keep killing. That's, it's a, it's a bad dinosaur, not like a good dinosaur, it's a bad dinosaur, bad dinosaur. And so then you have the, the, and it, it just reminds me that in Jurassic Park they were just they were dangerous animals. They were they were the, hmm. the, the, yeah, the yeah, less yeah. dangerous and more dangerous animals. And the second you don't show them respect, something bad will happen to you. you what know? happens in this? It, Hoskins doesn't show the raptor's respect so gets eaten. Yeah, true. And and that is that is that is one of the things. But it's just like what what I mean it that are you hired by Colin tomorrow or something? Because you sound like his fucking lawyer. <laughs> the only one no, on his I'm side just, is the fucking fucking to... lawyer.
1: <laughs> I'm just, I just, oh, Chilean Seabass apparently is said in this on the monorail. I just missed it.
0: There was some Chilean Seabass on the monorail.
1: They they announced that that's oh, okay. what's on the menu.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. There you go.
1: What about the guy getting margaritas, who apparently is the person who owns a margarita restaurant?
0: Yeah, that's Jimmy Buffett.
1: I don't Bobby, know who Jimmy Buffett is really
0: okay yeah but he I, I, yeah I'll he has go gone away. margaritaville and then had a is
1: that why he's getting margaritas yes
0: he has successful right, okay. successful uh restaurant line called margaritaville and so that's okay. him with the margaritas yeah and he died very recently in fact he was but he was like so famous singer but then managed to parlay into being an entrepreneur and he was worth billions i believe Yeah, that's beside the point so when you have the the good dinosaurs, bad dinosaurs type thing, I think I think then then there comes an interesting thing where obviously Chris Pratt uses the Raptors to find the Indominus Rex. The Indominus Rex spent a few semesters in Raptor and can speak Raptor. And no, it's because he's got yeah, I she's know. Got raptor, I was, raptor I was it's How to Train Your Dragon two. I was joking. I know. <laughs> So, so it's a raptor. So then the raptors turn on Owen, and then, then, but then they don't later. And you have a heroic kind of comeback They where Blue's there, and you practically have him like the fucking raptor nodding at him. I, they personify these these dinosaurs way too much for my liking. It's just
1: this. Um, there's a, a Stuart Lee quote about Godzilla, and. About how it's a, it's something like it's a gigantic, radioactive forty foot lizard that inexplicably has a hor- a human moral code, yeah. and that is kind of the, yeah definitely this trilogy I'm constantly reminded of this whenever like there's pretty much a dinosaur winks
0: at the camera or, or shares a nod with Chris Pratt, but I don't mind it. I think that going from something like Jurassic Park and and help the. Jurassic World brings up the fucking first film enough, so I feel justified in doing but it. But we've no. not
1: gone from Jurassic Park. I know we've f- not gone from Jurassic Park. We've gone from The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 to this. So it's it's, it's not a straight line from one to the other. No, but it's they It's meandered through two. That's what I mean. So this is not the first one to film of the franchise <laughs> to not be as good as the first one.
0: Yeah. Should we
1: move on to Fallen Kingdom?
0: No, I just want to say one, one last thing. I... <laughs>
1: That's going to be edited out.
0: I'm really annoyed you're editing this one now. I think that the, the final fight is... And I also feel in, sorry for the Indominus Rex. It didn't ask... But you, it's the it, bad dinosaur. But that's what I mean. It didn't ask... Just the same as all the others. It didn't ask to be fucking created. Yes,
1: but they didn't in Jurassic Park. So is that unfair of the raptors that were only doing the what they were thinking of, that then the Tyrannosaurus comes
0: in and kills them. But again, that was that was the T-Rex. The T-Rex was operating on a level. The T-Rex wasn't doing it to save people. The T-Rex was doing it because it's a this, fucking... This T-Rex
1: wasn't doing it to save
0: people, it was doing it because it wanted to be the alpha. Hmm. I don't know, man. I...
1: It just so happens that she let it She let it out.
0: Yeah. I do like the the, the eyes shining in the dark before it actually is properly revealed as well. The sort of beetle-black eyes that you see. Before it follows her out, but uh, yeah, this this film just doesn't. I I can I can appreciate the spectacle of it. I can appreciate that the fact that they did the thing that I would have wanted, which was show the functional park and then show a lot of people getting worked by random dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool with that. The rest of it can do one. The fact that so many people were just like absolutely in love with Jurassic World kind of really. Again, I'm on the outside here. I I just. I just don't feel it. I wish I could. I genuinely wish I could. I, I want mm. to be part... And I be. I defend some of the dumbest shit sometimes. And, and I would love Jurassic World to be part of that. But it, it just isn't. It just isn't for I'm me. I'm
1: interested to see how you move on now to Fallen Kingdom.
0: It fucking sucks! Uh,
1: this could have been
0: a much shorter podcast if you just start off with this. Okay, well, okay. So, would give us give us the intro for Fallen Kingdom then? Because shit, we got. I on, was going to. Uh, we got another two movies to go yet. Yeah, so let's.
1: Mm. Released in twenty eighteen, directed by J A Bayona. Oh, actually, interestingly, in the interviews for Jurassic World, Trevorrow said that he wasn't. He thought it would work best, like Mission Impossible, that you had a different director for each film. This was before Macquarie directed the most, uh, sort of the run of Mission Impossible. And he said that he was interested in some Spanish horror directors directing the
0: next uh, instalments. And J.A. Bayona is one of those.
1: Starring Chris Pratt, Price-Tilus Howard, B.D. Wong, Jeff Goblin, Toby Jones, Ted Island and Rafe Spall. When the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire Man to campaign
0: to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. Now, do you feel bored because I hammered you with my Jurassic World opinion? And I don't mean, like, one, I just mean I talked a lot. Or are you bored because this film is boring? This film is, in some ways... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, this film is... My, my issue with The Lost World is, is it's, it's good and then the third act happens, which is pretty much this as well they wanted to do a different film and so the first part is a disaster movie the second part is a haunted house movie I think if you separate them you've got two good movies but together it doesn't work Mm. Um, I like that you've got Lockwood played by James Cromwell yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to call it fast Xing himself into so like I was there all along
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, I must admit that does feel like you know oh I was Hammond's secret partner it was me and him me and Hammy we were we were the best of pals. I oh, was
1: just 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 that shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know lots of films retcon, but Fast X I think does it
0: the most over the top twice. Yes, in one I'm, film, and this um, is definitely one of those where it's just like, so why hasn't he been mentioned before? Yes, you know,
1: because they fell out for reasons. For reasons, yes. But what was interesting with his character is he retcons Hammond as well. In the previous one, you got Rani Raimi saying about uh, almost he's this Walt Disney character, and in this one it's like, he only ever wanted the dinosaurs to be safe and left alone. He didn't. He wanted a theme park. Yeah, he
0: wanted... He he may have been The Lost
1: World, I guess, but yeah. So it's kind of, they're both retconning him, whether it's deliberate or whether it is inconsistent, I don't know, but... Yeah, I don't know whether more could have been made of that, that you've got all these people kind of, not fighting over, but almost using his legacy for their own
0: ends. Well, I, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it's like just mm. like the, the fact that we saw how misguided Hammond was to start with, and then yeah, yeah. then we've got people taking his ideas and making them worse, you know, yeah. and talking about his legacy and, and his influence and, and keeping to the spirit of what Hammond wanted. I, I do find that interesting and fucking realistic as well. People do the worst shit in, in respects to someone else's legacy. Yeah, but it, yeah, the Lockwood so, thing is is a little odd, but it's James Crom- Cromwell, and he he he's just always likable.
1: This has got Ian Malcolm um, at the at the. I mean, that was heavily trailed at the time as as he was returning, but <laughs> yeah. he's in it for like two minutes at the beginning, yeah. two minutes at the end. I actually like what he says. This is like what we, you know, what we both said about Jurassic Park about his kind of seeing it. You know he, he's right. He's pretty much saying the same stuff, although he is pretty much just Jeff Goblin playing himself now.
0: Yeah, and also, what he's saying is is pretty much taken from the Jurassic Park book as well. So yes. that's why yeah, it has yeah, a, yeah. it has an air of authenticity to it because.
1: But I, I I like he's basically saying look we we we've done this we've tried this again and we've tried this four times now, we've shown we can't be trusted. It's it's very much the it's very much the Lego Batman of well, you've had this issue before in you know two thousand and twelve and yeah. two thousand and
0: five yeah. and I think I, I like to think of, of Jeff Goldblum in, in these things as like the, the Jurassic Park equivalent of the Watcher in Marvel, where he's actually kind of he's like a meta being and he's above it all. So he's actually making a commentary on the actual thing. Because let's not forget in Dominion he says Jurassic World, not a fan.
1: Yes, I know, I
0: know. <laughs> and says quite a few things which are just meta, yeah. meta, and critiquing the thing. So if if yeah. you if you watch this film, isn't there a bit where he says why he, he,
1: something about why the uh, dinosaurs instead of locusts? I think yeah. it's funny. It's like he's preempting. Yeah, everything. I know
0: that, that's what I mean. If you watch it as he's some sort of like meta being, kind of just floating through a film's narrative, and it's a Jeff Goldblum movie, so why wouldn't well, you watch he, it like that?
1: In an interview with Vulture, he said that he does not mind at all when he gets asked to essentially play himself. He said, "People write Jeff Goldblum-y parts and they want me to do them, and that's fine. I don't. Th- I think I can even do a better version of it." <laughs> yeah. But apparently, he's got uh, like a little black book full of like quips he can use in in, in various things for improvising.
0: <laughs> that's not improvising, though,
1: is it? No, sorry, sorry. Is it? Is it? Is it he'll say, "Director, join me to use this." Oh, okay, yeah. I like that. Uh, this uh, when when you first meet Chris Pratt, and that he, Chris Pratt in this, he's building a house, which is possibly what he does in real. He does that sort of stuff in real life, anyway.
0: Yeah, but I would have liked him to have been like I don't know, like sewing a dress or something. He's got to be such a manly man. Take <sighs> god Because he's an archetype. He's not a real human being.
1: Mm, yeah, I but I think that's him. I think, with the exception of Star Lord. That seems to be what his career has been at the moment. He he's often playing an archetype. Yeah, I mean, look, even the
0: best actors play archetypes, but it's just like what. You...
1: <laughs> but he is, he is a great comedic actor, you know, mm. Star Lord, but particularly Parks and Rec. Show how funny he is, and I got apparently a lot of his funny lines in Parks and Rec are kind of improvised. Like the famous one is. Um, uh, network, you've got uh, I've entered your symptoms into the computer, and you've got network connect- connectivity problems. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, that, that
0: seems like a, a proper scripted joke, but no, that's yeah, yeah, you know, he's he like a naturally funny of, guy, yeah. And no, I, I know that, and and I like him, but there's
1: a bit of that in this, like when he's trying to get, get away from the, the lava, that kind of slapsticky, yes, that thing. like that I was like very that. Andy Dwyer and stuff, yeah. Thing. I like that bit, but yeah, yeah, he is the. The, the buff hero in, in this, but I think that seems to be where, where his career is at the moment. I hope it changes, because I think he is a, he is a good actor.
0: Well, yeah, and he, he, he definitely is. It's just, it's just I, I feel that having him just as an action hero and not much else, not kind of letting hmm. the things that, that make him work Show on screen, like like yeah, the, the the bit where he's tranquilized and and he's trying to get away from the lava and whatever, like that's that's funny. It is it is entertaining yeah. and and the way he does it and everything. He, he, you know, it and there are occasional kind of things, but then they're sort of like I don't know. It just doesn't feel as authentic as something like Star Lord. But I think that's
1: that happened to Chris Hemsworth though, didn't he? that he was playing these sort of beefcake action roles. And it was really only when he was in uh, the best Ghostbusters film. And he got to show his comedy <laughs> in that. And then they started... And then Thor Ragnarok. And since then, I think he's been
0: able to play broader roles. Yeah. But it's, it's just... I I I don't think it's a good use of your Chris Pratt.
1: No, no. I'm saying, but he's not <clears throat> the first actor to have that. Uh, yes. yes, I think he is absolutely capable of more. And it's a shame he isn't given more to do in terms of range. But, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the sort of volcano on the island erupting is nice. I, I, I like going back to a, sort of a nature brewing
0: and nature-taking stuff back uh, type scenario, as I've mentioned so, many times. So, would the the original Jurassic Park, because it's on the same island, so that would just be fucked anyway? Well, it is. Yeah. I, it's just, just, it's, it's, because it's Ilan Nublar, isn't it? That's the. the that's, it's happening. Yeah, I
1: don't it? know why they why they're, why they don't
0: go. We'll just put these dinosaurs on the island next to it that they were breeding <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I think I think this certainly has some of uh, some really beautiful shots.
1: The the bit where the where the uh, lava is illuminating the dinosaur in the tunnel as it's uh, going on. Claire and one of the nerds, Franklin. Um, that's cool, as it kind of just walks down the tunnel, occasionally being lit by the lava.
0: Yes, and and, 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 even and the sound
1: the... of the lava hissing into the water when they when they jump
0: off the jump off the cliff. Yeah, and... the effects are great. It's just it's just mm. it it's you know yes I I think you're right. It's just a a a Frankenstein's movie in the fact that it's it's like part disaster, part well it's all yeah. disaster. You know what I'm saying. I
1: I like the island half. I don't mind the the haunted house thing. The but I I really feel cause so. They get the dinosaurs off the island and then Raceball, who, spoiler, but was obviously a bad guy from when he walked onto shot and was Raceball. I like Raceball. I think he is a good yeah. bad guy. And he's holding, uh, he, he's doing an auction of dinosaurs to, to bad guys. It's, it's almost like the film just slams on its brakes then. I kind of think if you start with an auction and then have the haunted house thing, then with the sort of the... Yeah, I don't like the Indoraptor because I, really feel, I didn't have a problem with the Indominus Rex.
0: But then it was done. I didn't need it to be done again. Yeah, I think that that because this this thing is all about certain things just persevering, isn't it? Because even even at the beginning, you got the Mosasaurus, and again, mm. I love the reveal of that when they have the uh, they find the Indominus Rex skeleton that they, they 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 yes buzz yeah, off yeah. one part of it and then and. You know, there's lightning happening and whatever, and it illuminates the water, and you see the Mosasaurus kind of shadow. And there's mm. also That's good opening. There's also a good thing with the uh, T Rex as well, where it's lit by the lightning. And it, it, it there, there are shots in this that are really, really cool. And uh, J.A. Bayona, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, I think it's Bayonia, um, he he you know he he definitely has like proper kind of like horror cred as well because there's a bit mm. yeah, there's yeah. a bit where the indoraptor is reaching for Maisie in the bed with its like long mm. claws and that's like yeah, yeah. he said before that's like nosferatu that's like a vampire kind of thing and and while it's it's so dumb this film is so fucking stupid i think that there are elements to it that i do like and i I like it when I can divorce it from being Jurassic Park, I think. When it's just dinosaur action, the series, then I'm still okay-ish. But then the, it, there are certain things that I just can't get on board with. And once they get off the island, the fact that they've gone, okay, we need to save the dinosaurs now. And, you know, Claire's arc being like, yeah. And as you said, in the first one, she's calls them assets. And, and Owen Grady says, you know, they're animals. So you they're not just assets. They're not just you know numbers on a chart. That whole thing and her her being like a a kind of dinosaur activist now and everything, and that being like a thing in the world because everyone's aware of dinosaurs and 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 their whole thing. That's interesting, but I feel that the whole thing with Blue the Raptor is kind of not good, not to put too fine a point on it. And I think that. That then it's a big old disaster, and the fact that you again, there's there's too much there's too much personification of the animals. The fucking brachiosaurus when when the oh yeah, I know, but it's but that's the thing. It's, it's an awe moment. It's a kind of like it's like saying fucking wait for me and shit. Like and then dying sadly. No. Yeah, but it's it's, it's meant to be the
1: very first when you see because they they use the animation from the first film. Yeah. of the brachiosaurus to to replicate it.
0: Yeah, I know, but like, to like, so we feel bad. I yeah, so, well, you meant to feel bad. Yeah, I know, but like, what I'm saying is that it's it's still.
1: So you've never felt bad at a film th- with an animal?
0: Not, no, no. You enjoy didn't didn't you enjoy Marley and Me? I didn't enjoy it. It's, I tell you what. Other outside of that that whole kind of thing, it's actually a pretty mid movie. I mean, it it, it it manages to to you know hit certain emotional kind of things, but, like, it's not a fucking, you know, absolute slam-dunk, tear-jerker, oh, my God, I was weeping from the No, but you've front. never felt sort of... Yeah, no, of course I have. Dude, I'm... So I'm, what's your issue with it? OK. I'm saying that the personification of it is too much. It has to be... It has to almost be calling out to the fucking ship. It has to be kind of doing that. I mean, it, they could fucking swim, for one. It's, it's too much giving these, these things too much kind of emotion and whatever. We should, we should kind of be sad that the animal is, is dying rather than be, being emotionally manipulated and saying, look, it's bad that this animal is dying. I, I, maybe I'm not my point. It, I'm saying it's stupid. And I'm saying that they put way too much character into these animals for them to be... And I realise we're talking dinosaurs and we're talking fictional shit, but it doesn't matter it's they are again they've they there are good and bad dinosaurs now there are there are ones that that you know it's tragic when they die and then other ones where it's completely fine when they die
1: but that's been true throughout the throughout the series
0: but like they were just animals with,
1: with, they were they were pro- n- no the triceratops the triceratops yes, was sad yes
0: yes because it was sick
1: yes you've proved my point yeah but you still feel sad for it when you don't with the raptors at the end that's always been the case with these films. No, it hasn't. It ha- Why? Why hasn't it? Where's the difference, though? Did you feel sad for the tr- triceratops? No. For the of conversation, no.
0: No, well, just... You you feel... I don't feel sad for it. it. It's obviously... It's The whole thing is that, you know, it's sick. I wouldn't want it to die or anything. But, like, you know, it it's... The fact that they get to see it up close and everything and, and that's kind of whatever. It yes, it is sad, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have this complex moral thing. Yes, I understand that the, the Raptors were kind of basically the villains in in the first film. I understand that. But what I'm saying is they didn't they didn't personify them as much as they do here. And I feel I feel manipulated by it. I feel like it's some cartoon shit rather than, even though, you know, it had the whole thing with raptors opening doors in the first one. I, I th- but I think there is, a, there is a big difference between how the dinosaurs are portrayed in the original Jurassic Park to how they're portrayed now. And I think, I think the fact that they are less animals and more personalities is detrimental to the whole thing. I, I think it is because because then it feels like obviously any film where you have a character that that you know tragically dies and they're they're calling out for help or whatever that's bad, but when it's a dinosaur it's not why would it recognize that as help I don't know I sound like a raving lunatic, but these are you do. but what i'm saying what I'm saying is I think the portrayal is too cartoony i i think it's it's putting too much human-like emotion on animals, which I don't know, I think it's to show that, we, that, that we've got responsibility for them, I think Yes, in a way but again, it's just like I don't know, I, I, find, I find the whole thing too cartoonish and I, I mean, and this film takes it to the fucking nth degree with the Indoraptor when Ted Levine is is. No, he's grinning. Yeah, I just. But that's what I mean. <laughs> you, may
1: well, you may as well. put it. Put his claw into his mouth. Wink at the audience and go. Shh.
0: Yeah, I know. It's some fucking bud oh, yeah, no, no, shit. No, I, know, I know. I know. Yeah, I know, and I know you're you just busting my balls and whatever, but I I can't. But no, I I don't.
1: As I said, I I. I Happily watch the extinction Jurassic Park movie. I'd happily watch a haunted house Jurassic Park movie world world movie. Together, I th- I don't think they mesh up that well. W- weirdly, I think with most of. So if we treat them as two as, as as two trilogies as as they are, and to get to get ahead a little bit, um, I think. In the first film in both in both trilogies, there's nothing I'd remove. In this in the second
0: in the second third films of both trilogies, there's loads of stuff I'd remove. Hmm. I think with Fallen Kingdom, there are so many elements that that aren't quite working together. And while it looks nice in in parts, mm. it it's just... It's not a complete movie. It, it, there are so many just, like, half-baked ideas and whatever. I, I get what they're sort of doing. <laughs> a lot doing of them with the for sort of, Fallen
1: Kingdom, apparently.
0: With, yeah, well, the, the, the whole thing with the cloned daughter... And the yeah, granddaughter yeah. Well, th- thing. Well, that was
1: fairly obviously signposted. Uh, yeah,
0: and 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 I I get that that would be that would be kind of uh, an interesting way. It's just I think I think they they've they've lost sight of what made the original so good in a lot of ways. I think that, uh, they possibly lost sight of that by Jurassic World. Uh, sorry, The Lost World. Oh, definitely. Jurassic Park shouldn't have been a fucking franchise. Full stop. I mean, Probably not, no. the the yeah. the film is actually saying that that the the fact that the park shouldn't open and it shouldn't be a mm. fucking franchise, you know. I mean, it's weird to that they've persisted, but but not really because people love mm. dinosaur action. I mean, the first one didn't that make nearly a billion or a billion. I think the second one did mm. as well. Third one, damn near. You know, Jurassic World toys. I mean, fuck. I was in I was in Smith's toy superstores. A uh, little plug for them. I should get get some free catalogues from them, and they had shelves of dinosaur toys. And so, so it, and I think they're selling well. These things. There was a Stegoceratops,
1: I meant to say for Jurassic World for the first one. Originally, there was going to be a hybrid of. They are going to encounter a hybrid of uh, Stegosaurus and a Triceratops. So they made a. They never put it into the film, but they made a Stegoceratops toy. Oh wow! Which it looks, you know, as you'd expect as. Uh, triceratops with stegosaurus spines down his back or plates down his back. Does they have like a little button that you press it and it goes kill me? No, it just never made it into the final film. It's an in- interesting concept. <laughs> so this, I like the last shot of this where you sort of see the dinosaur, which is you know our T Rex is the one from the from you know the last film on Jurassic Park mm. roaring at a lion. I quite like that. I what was interesting? Oh, oh, and actually, hang on, we've missed Michael Giacchino, No, what a good pun. Okay. Is this going to be the, the end of our um, podcast. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we do seem to have absolute contempt for the other's opinions at the moment though. I think it's just I, I, no, I see where you're coming from. I just it's just you're right, so. not I'm that's the thing and look, and I I'll, I'll, I'll put it simply genuinely I am I am jealous of your enthusiasm for Jurassic World. and and I I like the fact that you can see the good in Fallen Kingdom as well, but I think the films, to me, Jurassic World started off dumb and then they get progressively dumber. Um,
1: I, I, I'm actually... I wasn't looking forward to rewatching Fallen Kingdom. Um, I really did not enjoy it the last time round we did it for this. It's not as bad as I remembered, I think. I, I don't think the third act works. I, I think it's the, the auction, I think, really spoils it. I think if it had gone straight in maybe to the Haunted House stuff... The auction idea is nice, but I just think it would have been a better film that that whole bit. Yeah,
0: and also, also they're going for surprisingly cheap.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That's... yeah but they're all everything is surprisingly cheap. Like when they say the the uh, the Indominus Rex wreck cost wrecks cost like six million to make or something. It always feels <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the like... costings always a little off. Yeah, yeah. So Michael Giacchino, know what a good pun. Cool. This title makes me Jurassic Nostalgiosaurus. lavaland, Lava Land, Keep Calm and Baryonyx. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost El nubla Jurassic Pillow Talk. How to Pick a Lockwood. Nice. Shock and Auction. Oh. Thus Begins the indo Okay. You Can Be Hard-Headed. Yeah. Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Free, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> There's something about Maisie. <laughs> um, Declaration of Indo-Parents.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: And at Jurassic World's End.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I I love <laughs> I love him. I yeah, I do too. I I think oh, yes, that that is that is quite the collection of brilliant but shit puns. I I, I mm. it, it, they they really I love them. Yeah, no, I like them. I really like them, but they they're just on that line where this this
1: this film ends with the dinosaurs kind of released into the world and where this was going to go which cuz we talked about on one of our pick and mixes b- b- before uh, Jurassic World Dominion was released they released these sort that of, they did, They had these shorts and I think it was Battle of Little Big Rock which was showing how the dinosaurs are kind of interacting with people out, out in the world and that it wasn't going to be like you know here he's terrifying dinosaurs terrorising the cities it would be like you know when you see a not that we see them in the UK, but you know, when you see a mountain lion, that it's kind of it's something that's there, but you don't see them all the time. Yeah. So there were these kind of shorts they did, which was like that, yeah, dinosaurs kind of interacting with in the real world, but also with, with human life, but not there's a dinosaur in San Diego drinking from swimming pool type stuff. Mm. And so I was kind of hopeful for dominion and it was going to uh, like when they started hyping it up or when they announced it it was going to be about that at the end of fallen kingdom it, it would be unrealistic to assume that henry Wu is the only person to know how to genetically code dinosaurs so it was going to be about all these different companies kind of and what they were doing and i'm not entirely sure it's the film you got with dominion
0: no no i so. i must admit i i kind of thought that that the ending of fallen kingdom um had some promise because it was showing that the the hierarchy had changed and not in a black Adam way in a real <laughs> in a real way uh like you said with the the whole thing with the um with the Tyrannosaurus roaring at the lion that was roaring back uh um, mm. you know it it's it's again it's it's showing that uh that the the food chain is about to be upset somewhat but I think the the funny thing with that is that I know, by the way, did, with Dominion, did you watch the extended edition? No, no, well, hang on. Uh, right, are we into Dominion? Yeah, now? yeah, uh, let's go for Dominion. Okay. so
1: four years after the destruction of Elon uh, Nublar, Biosyn Operatives attempt to track down Maisie Lockwood, while Dr. Ellie Sattler investigates a genetically engineered swarm of giant insects. So it was directed by Colin Trevorrow, released in 2022, starring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, B.D. Wong, Omar Sy, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill. Oh, and newcomers, Dua Wise and uh, Mamoudou Athie. So yeah, there's an extended edition, and I was reading about what, what it was about, and I was a bit oh, I felt that particularly the opening sounded quite cool, and then I remembered that they released the, kind of pro- 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 prologue before the film was released with the driving and that's the, the theater. F- well, that's a, yeah, it's like five minutes. So I was watching it just before I came in here, which was a little late because I'd meant to watch it, and. It's an amazing opening. Mm. It's set 65 million years in the past, and it's got a fight between a T-Rex, who is, meant, I think, meant to be the T-Rex of the film before it, well, died, and (laughs) I want to say Gigantosaurus, but it's Gigantosaurus or something like that, Um, and the, the big apex predator... And the T-Rex dies and gets bitten by... Well, I quite like the establishing shock. Firstly, you've got the Universal logo turning into the Jurassic Park logo, which I don't know why they didn't do that for the rest of the films. So it was really cool. Because it looks
0: shit. It was the best Universal logo since the Dark Universe. I really, did, I really didn't like them having the, the Dominion logo and then it zooming in to the Dominion logo like it's fucking Harry Potter. No. Yeah, yeah I, d-
1: I, d- I, don't, I, don't, I don't... I don't mind. I. I, I yeah. Harry Potter doesn't have exclusive use over zooming into a logo. <laughs> no,
0: I know, I know. But, you know, anyway, carry on.
1: And that, so then you've got like, this establishment going through life 65 million, 65 million years ago and you've got, like, um, dinosaurs with feathers and just dinosaurs going
0: about their dinosaur business, you know. Putting on little dinosaur suits, getting in their dinosaur cars, going to the dinosaur office.
1: I, I just I just liked it. And then you have the fight and then you have 65 million years later and then you got the, you know, the T-Rex that is now loose. Storms for a drive through and I loved that I loved the let's all go to the lobby song and then you've got the dinosaur illuminated by the projector which then the film burns and so you've got that one. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant I, I really liked it and then that would have gone into the Mosasaurus opening that the theatrical release did did you see the extended bit then or I or did the, or I, yeah I, I,
0: okay. well no I watched I watched the extended version which has <laughs> some alternate scenes and it has yes. it has an alternate bit where Chris Pratt is because he's like dinosaur wrangling now I like that, he's like a dinosaur cowboy, yeah, that's Yeah, cool. well, this is the thing. It's very Logan, I thought, the opening,
1: like his life now is very Logan, down to the fact that the guy watching him looks a bit like um, the bad guy, the
0: uh, his actor's name, I can't remember, in Logan. <laughs> I, I think because this is so far from Jurassic Park, even it's though... the island, has gone, yeah. yeah. moved on. But, but because it, it reminds me of a show, I don't think I even liked the show, but I like the concept, Dinotopia. There, it was a series. Was that, that a Spielberg? N- f- Maybe. Was that a, it's a, a time travel? It thing? was a series where, yeah, yeah. where there was like some equilibrium with dinosaurs, so people were working alongside dinosaurs, and yeah, but... and they and they had that sort of thing where you know, like just wrangling cattle, he's wrangling a dinosaur, and and there's an extended scene then when he comes across the sort of the the poacher guy who ends up kidnapping Maisie and Blue's baby. Baby Blue. Yeah, baby blue. So and he hands over the Parasaurolophus. I think that was the one I couldn't couldn't remember the name of in the in the Lost World as well. The one the one that Pete Postlethwaite refers to as Elvis. It's Parasaurolophus. Mm. Yeah. And so so there's a bit of that but like I actually like this more than Fallen Kingdom. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah. I have no memory of
1: this film, and I think I only saw it earlier this year. It's
0: so dumb. It's so unbelievably dumb. But like, at least it's bringing some new ideas to the table. It's not Jurassic Park. This is very much the Men in Black Three kind of thing, where it's it's not a Men in Black film as such. I mean, look, it's nowhere near as good as Men in Black Three. This is still a bad film. But what I'm saying (laughs) is that it it's not Fallen Kingdom, which is trying to be so many different things. It's at least got some kind of ideas like going forward, and. But well, I, th- I think this and Fallen Kingdom, to their credit, are trying
1: something new. Fallen Kingdom is trying something new. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I I, I don't think it, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it works. No, I mean, I, but, but it but is but it's still trying, it is something, trying new. something new, and you've got to give it some props for that. But then you go, but then you're cross that the first film was trying to rehouse the Jurassic World was trying to rehouse Jurassic Park. Yeah. So what can they do, Ben? What can they do? They can
0: make their, can their they films copy it not can suck. It? They can give us characters to invest in. They can give us dinosaurs which are like wild animals rather than fucking cartoon cuddly toy fodder. They can give us a score which actually fucking stands out from the whole thing. I'm um, Giacchino, he can mm. name them as funny as puns as he wants. Like, the score it is really not good.
1: I think it's kind of unnoticeable apart from when it's the John Williams. Bit.
0: Yeah, I know, and but that's this is this is this is Mickey G. We're talking about the dude yeah, can make incredible fucking melodies. And his work as Spider Man was great. Well, and many other he's things. He's done so, like genius stuff, and and I just feel like everyone is fucking phoning it in here. This is probably this is probably the the sort of best that they actually did because they got away from the formula, but then what they actually bring to it is I mean, I I don't know. I it felt it felt like a victory lap that was unearned because you have the originals coming back and and it, while it's nice It's nice
1: that they gave uh the the, the your your because Trevoro said that Jurassic, uh, The Lost World was Ian Malcolm's film. Yeah it uh, was the main character. Jurassic Park three was um Alan Grant's yeah. main character, and so Ellie, it was the legacy Ellie, characters that
0: Ellie didn't Ellie get got one. to lead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where she got to yeah. live. I hate the locust stuff. See, funny thing is, I, I actually don't mind the locust stuff because it's mm. it's interesting that that's the way into the whole thing. The fact that it's got this sort of genetic engineering being used by Biosyn, but the fact it's Dodson and it it's the the plot itself sucks. It it and it's it's so convoluted in and and really threadbare and simple at the same time. I really I it, it feels it feels like the film thinks it's a lot more complicated than it actually is, but it sort of dresses it up as such. So you're kinda of like, well, I don't know what to think now. It it is weird. It had some cool apocalyptic stuff. It reminded me of like Dinotopia or comic books where you do have uh, dinosaurs and man coexisting. But then it still wanted to have its Jurassic Park cake and eat it too, and and so you have kind of references to to other shit, and it's it's just kind of a mess. And I I I um, I feel. I think like it's less of a mess than Fallen Kingdom. I think it sticks to its guns more than Fallen Kingdom did. Fallen Kingdom, as you said, is, is it's it's just it's some parts stitched together. I think this they actually had a vision for it, but it's just it's just i don't think it works very well it it's just it's just so weird this is where they took the franchise it it's mm, it I don't know. and it's just like i didn't i didn't hate my time with dominion because this was my first time seeing it mm. but i didn't i didn't love it either there there were so many things about it that I was just getting hung up on and i wasn't lost in the whole thing it's like i said about Jurassic Park with the with the T-Rex paddock and the geography of it not making any sense. And yes, the science is bullshit. We know that, but like, it's just, but I got, I get caught up. I get swept up in the whole thing. There's nothing in these sequels that makes me want to excuse all things. I will excuse all the things in the world with superhero movies and fucking magic and, and all sorts. But the, the, my, my, my disbelief needs to be suspended these 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 things aren't doing enough to make me care enough to do the mental gymnastics to accommodate these things. I think I, I and I think that's it. And, and while there are bits that look fucking fantastic, I mean, some of the some of the effects work in in these films full stop is amazing.
1: Yeah, they they went m- back to much more animatronic in this, like the Dilophosauruses. Hooray for those return! Uh, mm. All of those are practical. They never did a CG one because
0: apparently they don't look right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it, it's cool seeing the sort of new dinosaurs come out and and whatever. Not sure about the Atrociraptor.
1: But I think that's starting to have more of a nod to the ones with feathers and stuff.
0: Yeah, and, you know, how dinosaurs probably. Yeah, well, exactly. But but you know, but the point being is that haven't we done the genetic freaks thing? But they're not genetic, I mean, arguably, that they're, they're they're a truer representation of dinosaurs. Yeah. No. Yes. No, I'm aware of that, but that's what I'm but I'm am but I'm talking about Atrociraptor now, which was not a thing. With the long Edward Scissor Hands claws. Yes it was. Was Atrociraptor an actual thing? Yeah
1: yeah. Yeah they they stopped doing pretend dinosaurs in this one. I just think when they got a new dinosaur they tried to make it more feathered to look like what it would oh, actually be Oh, okay. Like. Right. Um I like the circle. On the um, in in the campus of the Bison campus, that oh, that circle looks almost exactly the same shape as the logo. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, and then the and fucking <laughs> <and> T Rex. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and,
0: I kept getting distracted by the fact that that Dodson is now um, Richard Parker from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He's he's, he's Peter Parker's dad. Oh, okay. And and also Tim Cook from Apple. Yes, but then it's a.
1: There, are, there are lots of films like this where the sort of it's a techie. Yeah, you know, it's got a living um, philosopher in in uh, Ian Malcolm, and you can absolutely see someone like Google having that where people are people are um, you know the sort of the people are joining you for idealistic reasons and they're not necessarily realizing what the people at the top are doing for nefarious reasons. Yeah, I think the new characters in this are, are good. I like the Wonderwise's pilot.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was cool. I like the fact that she had um, a thing for redheads and then was seen chatting up a nice a nice redhead lady at the end yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that was cool um I, I like the malta stuff i like that they've got their kind of underground dinosaur fight club i think i would have liked to see more see, of that, that like how people were that reminded me that remind i think no those were the things that reminded me of like dinotopia and whatever like like yes like mm. a dinosaur market with a with a fighting ring and shit like that like that, that's got catcher from neighbors in it she was the
1: the bad lady who actually when she turned up i thought it was almost being played as a kind of um version of Vanessa Kirby's character from Mission Impossible Wild I Widow.
0: I I thought she was initially and then yes, I was like yeah. okay no she isn't she's different she's a different person but then at at its best dominion was reminding me of like a a mid-budget show from from the 2000s which is not the best comparison that you want to kind of invite like like with the, the very cute baby dinosaurs, the fact that he makes a promise to Blue to get her baby back. But that but I, I I like a found family, so I like their oh, dynamic. I, I, I actually liked their dynamic, the the getting Maisie back and everything, and I, I liked hmm. her actually coming to terms with being a clone. Not, not or not quite a clone. Not quite anymore. A clone, uh, yeah. I thought that was actually fleshing out something that was just tossed away in Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that she's older and she's she's doing the teenager thing now. The the fan family stuff absolutely works for me. It's it's mm. the it's the, the raptor having the baby and then being like a mother. It just again, it's the personification again. We we get back to that the whole thing. And I understand that blue is very intelligent and whatever, but it just yeah, it, it just doesn't feel right. But there are things that I kind of respect this film for, rather than actually kind of. At least, at least they kind of went for it, and they bringing back the Barbasol can. Yeah, yeah, bringing that back. Although I think it was just a trinket. I don't. The, the embryos must have expired by now, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing back Dilophosauruses and sort of taking out. Yeah, dodging. and and the and the the bit with you know it's fucking mental. I can say this, but the bit where Jeff Goldblum spears a flaming massive locust on the end of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he make, makes dinos. it like a, a flame <laughs> spear, and then.
1: Oh, that was good. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, but, none of the main cast were having any danger. There was a slight thing you think, could they get rid of him? But.
0: Well, I thought he was actually going to fucking learn his lesson from the first one and actually throw it away, but he throws it into the dinosaur's mouth. That's not learning your lesson. That's... No, I mean, <laughs> his character arc is, is. Jeff Goldblum to Jeff Goldblum. Older Jeff Goldblum from. Yeah. Same age as, uh, as uh, Richard Attenborough was. Oh well, he doesn't look it. No. He, see, and it, it there's there's there is something fun in bringing back the original cast, but I don't feel that this Alan Grant is the same Alan Grant before. And yes, people really? people change when well, they get older and and whatever. But but yeah, I yeah, yeah. I feel that I feel that you know other than other than Ian Malcolm who has always been that weird and always been yes. pretty much Jeff Goldblum just turned up yeah. you know to eleven. I felt that that basically Grant and Sattler were, were were different characters. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was nice seeing Sam Neill and Laura Dern. I like them both very much. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard that Bunch Laura of- Dern loves Ben. Yeah, but heard, yeah. but you know the point being is that that I don't like not liking these films. I mean I've every... oh, you you've, you've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes on how much you don't like these films. I know, but it's like it's like getting it out of my fucking system. Like as soon as I'm I'm done with that, I can go back to like pretending not, not pretending they don't exist, but also kind of pretending they don't fucking exist.
1: I thought they were pretty much the same characters as as, as before. Cuz I th- I thought it cuz I mean Jurassic Park 3 had kind of said that Alan, you know, had no interest in the living dinosaurs and wanted to go back to digging, which you sort of imagine he did mm. and, and see he did because he says a bit about you know that this is the real science not what they're doing at Biosyn
0: yeah yeah as I said I, I I knew I knew that even though I was the one who manipulated the machine into popping out mm. the Jurassic franchise I knew that this would be actually quite a depressing journey for me because I only really quite like I love the first one and then the rest is just diminishing returns <laughs>
1: I like the redemptive power of the cardigan for Henry Wu. That he swapped his evil neck yeah, for well, a and he got, nice cosy cardigan. He, he
0: got longer hair as well, so therefore he's was, more like... It was the
1: cardigan, it was the Carmen cardigan. Um, I can
0: relate to a Carmen cardigan. I've never wore a cardigan in my life. So, I have. I know you have. You're, you are Mr. Cardigan. I don't know where I'm going with that, but you're, you, you, wear, you wear a lot of classic dad stuff. Yep. You should smoke a pipe. No. Um
1: Ooh, should we do uh, Michael Giacchino No, what a great pun? Let's do it. I must admit you've taken that much easier than I thought you would, which No, I hate the name, so, but,
0: so, 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 <laughs> but... <laughs> it just shows how much you hate. But I'm being... I'm so defeated by this fucking franchise, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Stamp on the other side of my face, please.
1: Jurassic logos? Mm-hmm. Upsy Maisie. <laughs> Fuck Clone You. God. <laughs> then you've got a, f- a-, a suite which has got three titles. A Sattler State of Affairs. Ellen for Granted. Sattler, I barely know her. Oh. A Bias we all go. You're so cute when you smuggle. <laughs> You're making me... <laughs> You're making me feel woozy.
0: Oh, God. That's the worst She one. shoots,
1: she scorches. What's your major Malcolm function? Six degrees of evacuation. So, Saliva and kicking. It's wooing for redemption. All the Jurassic worlds of rage. And then the final one is Sweet Sweet Dino Revenge, but sweet is spelled S-U-I-T-E.
0: He needs to be stopped. He needs to be stopped.
1: He needs more.
0: <laughs> so, uh. so yeah, so... And that's the thing I it takes the things I love. I love a Mickey G score and, and just does nothing with it. I listen to it in isolation so, as well and, and it's just
1: Yeah, it's no It's
0: just uh And I shouldn't be I shouldn't be doing that. I know some scores are more func- functional than just there to, you know kind of whatever, but I feel like he could have done more. When when you've got the John Williams team, I understand it's a hard act to follow, but then he's capable of it. You know, do you think they make more? Yes, absolutely I, do I you I don't know how do you have franchise fatigue?: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well look, man, if they suddenly said, actually, we're getting rid of all this bullshit that we've done before, and this is a whole new thing, I'm not sure I'd like a like a remake or anything like that, but because again that you can only kick the can so far down the road, can't you like it's it's kind of whatever, but i I don't know how you make the Jurassic franchise interesting. I don't know how
1: you do that. I think the only way you could have had the possible wonder of seeing, because it wasn't just the seeing the dinosaurs on the screen like that. It was the, I think it was the combination of the practical and the CG effects and that hadn't been done before. Whereas by the time Jurassic World came out, you know, we'd seen Godzilla films, we'd seen, you know, Pacific Rim and, you know, fantastical, huge things on a massive scale with CG, which, there's nothing now. There's nothing you can imagine that can't really be put on film mm. in some way. I think, even in animated films like the stuff you've seen, the scale and the, the 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 detail of the things you've seen, it is incredible. I think possibly the only way you could have had that wonder was if the if is if James Cameron actually directed a Jurassic Park film and had brought that out instead of Avatar, and you'd have had that new technology of the three D. That then you would have had the wonder. I think.
0: Quite possibly. But I, I, th-
1: I think it's. I don't think you could ever, unless, you know, the next leap in film is sort of that that weird, I was at that weird Apple VR thing where you're sort of watching Star Wars in a desert and it's, I don't know, meant to be like a bigger version of a screen. Unless there's some new technology that they haven't come out with yet that's going to be the next great leap in filmmaking and film technology and film animation. And then that's the that's the amazing thing. Part of it wasn't just the dinosaurs. I think a part of it was the technology hadn't been used in
0: that way at that point. I guess, but it still Whereas works now, now. I think
1: because be, Jurassic sorry? Park
0: still works now, and not just because not just because of the nostalgia. I I dare say, but
1: that's impossible. But that's impossible to say. That's well, impossible for, to, to for distinguish.
0: Us, it's impossible for us to say. But I think most people, even now coming to it, I I think I think just maybe look if you're out there and you somehow. Listen to all this, and you still haven't seen Jurassic Park, and and you haven't before. Please watch it and get back to us because actually,
1: one of our listeners has not seen Jurassic Park.
0: Watch it, and please please get back to us. No pressure. Yes. Please write in. Yeah, no email podcast at the podcast yeah, no pressure. But we just just want to know what you thought. You know, obviously we were kind of blown away because of the ages we were and the fact that things hadn't been done like that before. But like, I still think it works. Like, even even with that sense of wonder, even where the the, the technology and the, the sort of computer graphics aren't impressive anymore, I mean, you know, you can get fucking TV shows that can do that now, whereas, mm. you know, before that was, that was purely the realm of blockbuster movies like Jurassic Park.
1: But then we talked about films before, like, you know, you and I both really enjoyed Mission Impossible 2. I don't enjoy The Goonies because I didn't see it at the right age. I don't enjoy The Princess Bride because I didn't see it at the right age. I think it's impossible for us to to separate the nostalgia
0: from what we think of the film. Possibly, as I said, I would still argue the fact it's still on like greatest films ever lists. But
1: is that because of who's voting for it? Because it's people our age who are writing these lists and making the
0: films and voting on these things. But then you can still you can still watch fucking. You can still watch Star Wars, and you know. even even the special editions, even if you stuck with the special editions yeah, yeah. and they, they've got dated computer effects now, you can still you still love it because it's the story. It's the, the effects are 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 complementing the story. They're not the actual yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I genuinely think Jurassic Park, even if you you know, with slightly shonky effects to to modernize, it still fucking works. I d I don't think I don't think these have close to the same sort of magic, and I and I understand. I sound like a fucking nostalgia blinded fool. By the way, can I just say how fucking mental it is that that what was the what was the thing that he said about uh, the Jaquino pun the Nostalgia Saurus? I I purposely because I had a feeling that once I saw Michael Giacchino had done the the soundtracks, I was like, okay, well Rob is going to look up those track yeah. names, and I'm sure they're going to be. Well, now we've got the feature. Yeah. So I purposely didn't. However, okay. if you check out the, the description for the previous part of the Jurassic Park thing, I say something about sources. Okay. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah, if you like. Okay. So, yes, I have franchise fatigue. I can't see where, where it would actually go, but I think Jurassic World as a brand for dinosaur toys and everything like that is too strong. And I think people like us are so still in love with the the park aesthetic and everything like that. It's it's not going away anytime soon. So I will imagine that they they they've probably been working on them. You know, it's,
1: it's just yeah, it's, I don't think it'll be. With, I don't think it be with any of the main principal cast. No, trust no, or, or no, the, no, like, no. Sense. I, I, I be could be see a new with it maybe being. Bit. I I could see it being maybe homicide Barry
0: or. Um, the Wonder Wise's character, and I, um, I think they'll get away from all that genuinely okay. until the first film is successful. In which case, they'll bring some of them back for the third or something like that. They, you know, it, it's. I'd like to see more in the kind of the coexisting. I know it has
1: at the end of the shots so of them kind of blending in with other animals, mm. not, not blending in, um, but as in sort of like, you know, Triceratops is running with di- uh, with elephants and
0: that, that sort. of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was cool. Mm. But as I said, Dinotopia, man. Catch the fever.
1: So, what is your
0: ranking? Right. It was very tempting. So, obviously, first is Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was very tempting to put Jurassic Park first, and then everything equal last, but I'm not going to well, do Well, you can't that. do that, because no. you complain complained at me. I know, I know. I said it was tempting. I didn't say mm-hmm. I gave in to that temptation. Don't fucking get all sassy at me, because I didn't like your film, say. Eh? Come on, buddy. Okay, come on. So, Jurassic Park is top, obviously. Mm-hmm. Second, I think it's probably The Lost World, then Jurassic World, then Dominion, Jurassic Park 3, Fallen Kingdom. Okay. I believe, I believe that is my proper ranking. I didn't actually write that one down. That was that, went from the heart, a thing I don't have, apparently.
1: Mine is, first is Jurassic Park, second is Jurassic World, third, third is The Lost World, fourth is Dominion fifth is Fallen Kingdom, and sixth is uh, Jurassic Park 3. So overall,
0: the bucket list...
1: In first we have Jurassic Park, in second we have Jurassic World. So... In third we have The Lost World, in fourth we have Dominion, and joint fifth or joint sixth we have Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic Park 3.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. That's what most people would rate it as, and and while while I don't like what Jurassic World doing half the time it's not nearly as bad as some of the others. As as I don't think I'd watch Jurassic Park 3 or Fallen Kingdom again. No, well I, I don't I think my Jurassic World um box set is it's not gonna get much action. Hmm. I mean Christ, the, the only disc that gets action in the in the Jurassic Park set is the first one. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know to yeah. tell you I had I I realised I had two copies of the first Jurassic Park on Blu-ray. Because I bought a copy because it had a little AR gimmick. Universal did things a while ago where you could, you could, I can't remember if it was via an app on their phone, or that or, or you downloaded it on your phone or something. But you viewed the cover through your phone, and a 3D model oh, nice. would appear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and there was a 3D model of a T-Rex yeah. on Jurassic Park. And uh, I mean, I'm sure it's complete pointless now, and I'm sure you can't get the app or whatever to make it work. But it was a cool gimmick at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a little, little sort of AR T Rex.
1: You... I've got a steel book of the gate.
0: Oh, for that, the Jurassic Park. That, that is a nice one. Yeah, yeah. That is a nice um, kind of because it, again, the the gate is so iconic, mm, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... yeah. Yes. Oh, see, I'm I'm bummed out now. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you
1: very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepodcombucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. Ooh, and threads at podcombucketpod. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcap Media for the theme music. Many thanks, take care,
0: and see you next episode. Have a rawsome time. What he said, again, without the rawsome thing.